The views and opinions expressed in this program do not reflect that of the IBW or Local 24. Mm. No regulations for those big companies. Let them do whatever they want. Because if they're rich, then you feel better. That's right. You can bask in their glow. Drive that Acura like it's a Benz. You've got a millionaire's fear. Woo! All 40 grand a year. You send your own job away. Then you cut your own fucking pay. You watch a rich man's news. You push a rich man's views. Oh, you hate the working stiff and his nasty union dues. You're listening to the Baltimore Labor Report with your hosts, Jack Powell and Mike Ayers. Hey, thanks for tuning in this week. Uh, we have a great conversation coming up with Madison Cohen and Amelia Duno from MICA Staff Union about their organizing effort going on at MICA. Uh, but before we get into that, just a couple little updates of what's going on. Uh, with Starbucks, let's see, some good news with Starbucks is that in Mesa, Arizona, they won their union election, 25 to 3, and that puts uh, Starbucks now at uh, 107 stores in 26 states have filed for a petition to unionize. And um, more Starbucks news, uh, not so great. Casey Fleischer was fired. She was pivotal in the organizing effort in Buffalo, and she was just recently terminated. Um, She is filing charges against Starbucks, so hopefully we can follow that and see where that goes. Uh, But it's crazy. They sent out this email to like a thousand other employees saying, don't believe what she's saying. She didn't get fired, that uh, she was uh, reducing hours and to put a burden on the on the manager and all this other crap. But uh, conveniently, Casey recorded her firing. So that's come out, and there's a leaked audio of that. Well, it's not leaked. She put it out there saying, hey, you know, that's not what happened. You know, here's the audio of what really happened. So good for her for having that. Some other info going on not too far from us is uh, the Hershey workers in Virginia, they are, it's about 1,300 workers, and they are filing to unionize, and uh, it's mainly driven from a lot of the older workers wanting to make sure things are good for the newer workers coming in, which, uh, you know, that's what a union is. It's what's good for one is what's good for all. Some other stuff that's going on, Bessemer, Alabama is in the news. Uh, <laughs> you would think they would learn by now, but... Uh, so the workers there are filing uh, unfair labor practice charges against Amazon again for the misconduct in the rerun election. And the charges are removing union literature from the break rooms, uh, limiting workers' ability to talk with each other and compelling attendance at captive audience meetings to listen to anti-union messages. Uh, all the actions exposed Amazon undisguised efforts to stifle workers' voices and its contempt for their rights to join together. 
And then just to finish up here with a little uh, local update, um, Meriwether Lakehouse Hotel in Columbia, they are in the news because they, during COVID, they let go of, a, they, they shut down, they let go of a lot of their, their servers and stuff like that. And um, what they're doing now is they're, they're open back up and they're subcontracting that work out and and the employees are calling and saying hey you know what's going on you know we've been out of work we want to come back to work and they're saying no we're not recalling anybody back to work you know that that work is now getting subcontracted out and it's it's there's ppp loans that are involved with this there's a lot going on here it's a lot more in depth than i have time to get into right now uh because we have this interview with madison and amelia coming up but um I definitely want to get into this maybe in the next episode because uh, this is a complete shit show of what's going on down here. So uh, um, wraps up the updates for this week. I guess let's get right into the conversation with uh, Amelia and Madison. So here we go. We are talking to Micah's staff facility. Um, is that the right way to address it? We're the Micah staff union. Micah staff union. That's what union. we've been calling it. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. um, and if you guys just want to give you a little introduction of yourself, we just really want to give you guys the floor and let you guys tell us what's going on at MICA and your unionization effort. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm Madison Cohen. Um, I have worked at MICA for like six or seven years. <laughs> it's hard to keep track. Um, I'm also a MICA alum. I work in undergrad admission. That's where I work <laughs> the whole time. Um, and I, I wanted my job because being a student at MICA was so profoundly positive that I assumed it couldn't be anything else than fantastic to work there. Um, and it turned out I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, a bunch of different things, uh, have spurred me to think about wanting to work on this kind of thing in the past, but it was only during the pandemic that um, people really started to like very seriously come together. But that's my background. I'm going to hand it off to you, Amelia. Yeah, um, my name is Amelia, Amelia Duno. I also work in undergrad admissions, um, also a MICA alum. I graduated from the curatorial practice master's program. I adjunct for a little bit. Um, this was also right as I was turning 26 lost my healthcare in that fun 26 moment, um, and then realized like, oh shit, I probably need a job that gives me that. So started looking for full-time work and found myself in admissions. Um, obviously I'd been doing some stuff, ad staff advocacy stuff with Madison who invited me into another group, but um, I think really what propelled me into being like super into the, the unionization effort was this moment of furloughs and um, layoffs that was happening during the pandemic. Um, there were furloughs that were mandatory for people who made over a certain amount. Um, and I realized I was the only person in my department, uh, same jobs also, who wasn't laid off. I realized I was being paid almost $10,000 less than all of my other coworkers because I didn't get furloughed. Um, wow. Yeah, it was a really wild- They didn't wild see that one coming, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> um, 
it was like a good news, bad news kind of like, oh great, I guess I don't want to get like furloughed for the that time, but also like shit, like okay. Um but then also kind of thinking about thinking about it as like this is my first full-time job. This is like what's really setting the stage for me for the rest of my career, what I consider to be standard and normal and realizing that like this isn't normal. Like this isn't what I want the norm the norm to be for the rest of my career and realizing that like we have the power to to make that norm what we want it to be was was really exciting. That's awesome. So are you guys uh, organizing an independent union or do you have someone that's helping you? What a good question. <laughs> we should have said that before. Um, my staff are organizing with SEIU Local 500. Um, a really interesting and helpful thing about that is that um, part-time faculty have actually been organized with SEIU uh, Local 500. Um, for several years now. And our full-time faculty are also organizing with the local um, and they are just a couple weeks ahead of us. So they have actually already filed for their election um, and are waiting for some NLRB stuff to come back. Um, and we are right about to file. So um, once, once everybody wins their elections, everybody at the school except for um, our, unfortunately, our friends in um, campus safety because of stupid evil laws can't organize within our group. So we have to get, um, we have to help them get their own. But um, after that point, pretty much everybody on campus will be organized and organized with SEIU Local 500. I think it's interesting that the part-time was organized before you guys. It's so, and Amelia, you'll be able to speak better to this, but a, a big thing about with part-time faculty and full-time faculty, they're all faculty. And so their jobs are going to be, even though they're teaching different classes, the job and job structure is going to be pretty similar. The MICA staff union is a little weird because um, even though it turns out that y'all are talking to Amelia and I, who happen to also be colleagues. <laughs> I know we were like introing it. It sounds like it's like two of the same people. Um, but um, it's actually all MICA staff. So part-time and full-time staff uh, below director level with no direct reports. So that means that there are people in our union that make um, large amounts of money, small amounts of money. Um, we have like our friends in facilities management are organizing with us, but along with like people who have like PhDs. So um, it's a really diverse group. And um, it's been a little slower because um, it's a wide range of people. And so we can't say, hey, look, I know that we all do this thing for the students or we all do this thing for, um, you know, whatever it is. We can't say we're right. all librarians. We have to say, right. like, I know I'm in admissions and there's some stuff that like, um, one of our friends who was in facilities, um, you know, was telling us about like how long it had been since his boots had been replaced or being put up on a roof uh, with no safety equipment, which of course is horrifying. Um, and I want to fix that for him. Um, but then it is also like telling other people, him telling his story and having other people be able to relay his story. Right. Um, and doing some amount of like, some of us need to join this union, not because our jobs are currently shitty, but because other people's jobs are, and we need to protect them. Um, right. 
that's a, a really great bad. point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what solidarity is all about, right? Like yeah. we all work, so like we all should have representation. I mean, I've also heard a, a phrase that I really, really love recently, which is that having a union is like having a therapist. It's not that like you might need one right now because you're in like crisis mode, but it's because the standard of like how to ensure genuine kind of like consistent care. It should just, right. everyone should have a union. And that's something that we've been talking about a lot with people who maybe are in like different administrative departments who are like, oh, I don't know, I don't really see a problem right now. And it's like, well, that doesn't mean that at some point down the line, there isn't gonna be a problem or that you can't right. maintain a place or like have a say in the things that you like and want to ensure that they don't go away. Because as of right now, you have no say in whether they go away or not. So ensuring mm -hmm. that they're, they don't is, yeah. Yeah, it's it's better to have it now than too late when, you know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, the, the, the whoever the boss is has representation and now it's time for the workers to have their own representation, you know, mm -hmm. like where you have an outlet to go if there's something like, you know, someone's asked to go on a roof without safety equipment. I mean, yeah. that's big for us like being construction workers. Uh safety is a big part of of working, you know, and I, I can imagine, especially for someone to do that. Uh, I, yeah, I, I totally understand that. And now I'm sure it like complicates things, or I don't know if you guys can really speak to like what the agreement looks like because you have so many different classifications of, of jobs. So is it going to be like a, a master agreement where there's different classifications and like it collective bargaining wise? where you say this position is going to be worth this amount of money uh, and do you guys go to negotiate? I guess once you file your petition to unionize, then SEIU is going to help you get to that point of coming up with an agreement. Yeah, I think that's going to be like in a few different parts, obviously, like we first have to figure out um, how what the university stance is going to be on bargaining units, which might change some stuff up. Um, if they try to fight the current bargaining unit that we have, you know, been organizing. Um, but then also, you know, it's going to come down to the bargaining committee. Um, so like who really is comprised of that? But I, I imagine it's going to like the, the point is to be representative. Right. So getting people from across departments, um, across divisions is really going to be um, important because making sure that everyone um, is able to have voice in the kind of things that are important in their department, in their division, I think is going to be really key there. But um, yeah, we, we haven't uh, haven't heard back from Micah yet about what that's going to look like. So who knows? Well, we haven't, we have not actually yet filed. That's yeah. something that we are okay. about to do. So we're kind of, we are like literally about to do, about to do it. Um, wow. But um the the local organized American University staff um, in a similar way just a few months before us, um, and I know that they're they're still in bargaining, um, but that they were able to organize, win, and begin the process of bargaining with a unit that has really diverse job titles and job types in it. So. Um, the, this is a really long way of saying we don't know. <laughs> right? No, 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 no. That's fine. Like, uh, see, with us, it's like it's easier because mm. we all, as electricians, our classifications are are way simpler. So, mm. like, 
<laughs> you're you know either an apprentice or a journeyman uh, you know and then there's foreman and all, all, the whole you know stack of pay rates for us but that, that's why i was just curious about how other um locals operate especially like within um, like a facility staff um but i guess the important thing is not necessarily and, and just to clear it for everybody it's not all about pay like you guys are saying it's a lot to do with safety it's about having a voice in the workplace it's if there's you know a grievance you have an, an outlet to go to um all those things i think are super important how long have you guys uh been working on your organizing campaign Ooh, a little under a year um i think we started talking about it as like a, a group of people just like getting on Zoom and being like, we're all really mad, we should do this. <laughs> Probably started about a year ago. Um, was a little, uh, it, it was pretty quick that we um, had SEIU on board um, and started working with organizers to get trained um, like late last spring. Um, and then, um, I, honestly, things have been trucking really quickly. The one thing that held us back is um, people are leaving MICA. The turnover is very, very, very high right now. Last semester, we had 60 open positions. Um, so wow. basically, stuff has gotten so bad that, um, like, our friend who was telling us about his issues around safety, um, he uh, not only was tremendously overworked, but eventually they sent him a letter telling him that they would be, anybody new hired on in his area would be making the market rate, even though he wasn't. Um, and uh, so they, they let him know that like, hey, somebody's gonna come in, they're gonna have less experience than you, they're gonna make more money, you'll make more money eventually if we get around to it. And he like, he couldn't hang, what? like reasonably he couldn't hang. What is the point of that? Like that is like a complete power move, isn't it? Like We had theories about it for sure. Um, and this is maybe like, we had joked about like getting a little tinfoil hatty, but I mean, it did feel uh, like they were intentionally pushing people out who were unhappy. You know, it was it was this moment of like we had also gone public recently in the campaign and were pissed off and that it makes sense. They might have wanted to like get rid of people who were not happy. The right. stated reason. So that yeah, we're going to be record with the, the tinfoil hat theory. The stated reason <laughs> is that it is standard to do compensation studies and reviews to basically see like, are you paying everybody the market rate? Um, it took Micah, Micah was supposed to do this in 2019. We didn't get any informational results on it until like a couple months ago. And that was after significant pushback from staff saying, look, like we had to fill out these long surveys about the work that we do. Um, and then they like sent it off. And we paid all this money for um, a consultant and the consultant looked at it. And the consultant eventually we found out came back and said what we all knew, which was a bunch of people are being paid less than they would be paid for doing the same work at another college. Um, and then the school was like, ooh, that's not great. Um, however, we 
are not going to pay you more right now. We eventually will. We have a plan to do it later, but we're not going to do it right now. And so then some people started getting these weird emails that were like, hey, full disclosure, new people that come on to save us some time, we're going to start paying them the right rate, but we don't have the money to bring you up. That's um, crazy. I it's, mean, what's the, what's stopping them from just quitting and then reapplying for the higher position? See, it's always the other way around, right? Like, <laughs> there's, I mean, there's literally nothing. There's also, I mean, bringing it back to why unionizing is so important, um, is that like not only is there nothing that stops people from quitting and reapplying 24 hours later, but additionally, there is nothing that holds Micah to their word on this. So they've promised everybody oh, well, you're not being paid right now, but we have this whole plan and we're going to, within the next four years, we're going right. to track and which like, but we're just trusting that they decide that they want to keep doing it. At any point, they can say, ooh, actually it got too expensive, never mind. Exactly. Like, which is what I'm they've well. already done because right. they haven't actually paid us. So, um, yeah, I was going to say, they also said an in-between phase where, um, I think it was made very clear that it was really upsetting people that new hires were coming in at this like market uh, rate. And um, they said, oh, okay, well, if someone gets hired in your department um, at the higher rate, we will then re-equalize everyone else. Like if someone else in the department isn't making that, we'll bump them up. I can tell you um, in my experience uh, from someone who, you know, had a new hire in the department, that didn't happen. I didn't get that bump. So we know for a fact that they can just say things. There's nothing holding them there. Right. Right. And that's why a contract is so important. Exactly. Yeah. An agreement between the facility staff and the like the boss, basically. <laughs> right. It, it holds accountability. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the... I'm, I, and there are a bunch of, when you were talking before about grievances, um, right now... There are so many stories of people having serious workplace issues, serious issues with supervisors, serious issues with colleagues, all kinds of very serious issues that were never acted upon in any way. Um, and worse yet, there are a ton of stories of people that had stuff happen to them that were like, well, I guess I could go to HR, but I know that doesn't do anything, so I'll just tough it out. Right. Um, like there's, there is no transparent and safe and they, they have said that they are working on it, but so far nobody has seen anything. And of course they're always going to say that they're working on it. So. Uh, of course. Exactly. And it's so like weird that that's the case because I know down here, um, in Howard County, the Meriwether pavilion, or it, it's the Marriott hotel at, at Meriwether. They're represented by Unite here. Um, and those hospitality workers got laid off at the beginning of the pandemic, like like a lot of people did, but especially in the service industry. Um, and when they laid them off, they were saying, well, you guys have to rehire now. And they were trying to get them rehired at a lower rate. So it's like the exact opposite of what's going on at your facility, which is so mind bending to me that the gall of somebody to say, just full disclosure, if we hire someone new, you guys are, he's going to get paid more than you. It's because, and, and like, I, I, it just doesn't, uh, I, I don't know. The, 
And again, this is a, a theory, a tinfoil hat concept, <laughs> but the, well, I will say the pattern that Micah has seen. So we're not going to, I won't uh, do any kind of like they're trying to do this, but the pattern is usually that many, I mean, both Amelia and I, um, many of the people who work for Micah are alumni. Frequently, they are alumni who are young, shortly out of college. Um, the job that they are offered, um, you know, especially now, offers like benefits. It's a salary of paid days off. Like that seems incredible. Um, it's also frequently people who have not had um, a salaried position before. Um, and then people kind of hang on for as long as they can, but frequently not. There, there are some cases of people hanging on at MICA for years and years and years and years and years, but the vast majority of people kind of cycle through. Um, and I, and so that's the pattern. And I think it probably does. I, I think it would be hard to say that that is not a benefit to the school to have a, a constantly rotating group of young, excited people who don't have a previous experience to base it off of right um, i don't again i'm not going to say that like anybody's trying right. to make that it's, happen but it's but a it, pattern that we see very yeah often. and it seems like they're taking advantage uh or you know like you said somebody coming up who went to the school and is young and doesn't have those life experiences yet and they think this is a great you know, i'm working i'm doing something that i love and then when you get into it and you're like hmm that's it's safe to say that 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 it's a passion of yours that you know especially i'm sure attending an art school and then being able to work at that art school that you went through i mean it, it, they they probably use that to their advantage that this is uh, this is exposure this is still working in the same field that you just went through school for and they use that to their advantage of saying well you can go somewhere i i i'm not sure i don't know if i'm speaking out of left field here but oh, i would have I would imagine that you guys are very passionate about what you do and, and yeah and i think there's some sorry madison oh no you're fine yeah. go i was just gonna say i think there's like it's kind of a it absolutely it's an easy thing to like exploit but i think it's also a really exciting thing that kind of brings us back together is that like we and like unifies us like we all do love micah inherently we all do care for the students so much we all do right. love our co-workers we love being surrounded by the arts so like while it is again like i can tell you right now i work with baltimore city students and i there have been so many times where i've worked really 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 late way too like into weekends like way overworked myself because i love the kids so that means it's like i'm a little it's easy to exploit people you know or it's easy to be exploited whenever you just care about right. people around you but it's right because you still have that passion yeah, but it's also something that brings us all together. And I think that's something that we've found in our unionization effort has been really, really important and really strong is that this idea that like we're doing this because we're all so passionate about this place and the work that we do. And we want it to be like exciting and as good as it could be. Right. You want it to be as great as you have it imagined in your head. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, the school also, I mean, we, as admission counselors, we basically work in marketing um, and the, the marketing and the vision of the school that is both sold to 
students who are going to attend, but also people who want to work there is um, uh, like we have to say it all the time in like presentations that we give about how the school is built on this vision of creating this like joyful and just society based on creativity. Um, but then the school, so it's sort of like, it's going to be this like amazing creativity utopia. Um, but then also the school does things that a lot of other like Whole Foods and Amazon and Apple and all of those were like, oh, we're like a big family yeah. of each mm -hmm. other. And so one Micah. <laughs> yeah, oh, one Micah is the, uh, yeah. because you know how everybody at Micah all makes the same amount of money and we all have the same amount of power. And we all go home to one house at the end of the night and tuck <laughs> ourselves into the same bed. Yeah, I, one Micah. What? It's that, very frustrating. Yeah, that was like the topic of uh, our last episode was, you know, the, they have these companies that portray themselves as these progressive ideologies. And when you get down to it, they're not They're You know, it's a it's a capitalistic corporate structure that they are trying to project something completely different than their, their real values. If I may add um, a point of not tinfoil hat stuff, but actual data, um, you had mentioned earlier that like the the administration have representation. Um, they do. They've hired the law firm that is the same one that busted the Bessemer Amazon um, push. Um, they've also represented Donald Trump for over 15 years. Is this the Pinkerton? So, I think so. Yeah. What is their name? I think so. I, I don't remember off the top of my head, but that does sound like yeah. But like, it's a very clear. That was going to be my next question for you guys. How yeah. have, uh, how, how has it been received from like the boss, I guess to say, or the administration within Micah? Are they, I guess that answers the question that they hired a, the, a union busting law firm and are are they like <laughs> coming in trying to convince you not to do what you guys are doing they want to go very they are 100 percent union busting but they want to do it in a very soft and sweet way because like of the things that again amelia and i tell students about they just launched a new major called ecosystems sustainability and justice, justice. that is all about um that is especially for students who are interested in social progressivism like using wow. art to be socially progressive so they can't really go in there swinging the hammer because it's, it's the wrong gonna, crowd it's i mean i'm amazed that they went with this law firm because you know like so many of our students are the students are mad the students are mad on our behalf and the right. students are supportive of us which is very cool um but basically so far, at least with us, um, I guess I've heard that um, they've started doing like some soft talking to faculty who are who are filed and we're not yet filed, but uh, they basically twiddled their thumbs and pretended like it's not a thing with us, but they will pointedly bring up that like, oh, we can't discuss this thing for part-time faculty because you know they're unionized. And because they're unionized, we won't like really trying to point. So they're trying to do a lot of mind gamesy kind of stuff, but they're they are not yet and they are unlikely to do any cracking heads because it's going to be such a bad look. I wouldn't put anything what? past them. 
That's true. Yeah. I mean, I I'm ready to fight. Like <laughs> I'll do it, but I, they will they will want to at least be sneaky about it because the kids are already uh, pretty pissed. Um, I'm glad to hear that you guys are vigilant for that. Like that's that's good because uh, how's the vibe around the MICA facility staff or uh, union that you guys are. Um, trying to form or have formed, I guess, with your meetings, is it a general like good vibe and it looks like it's going to happen? Um, I'm sure there's been some hesitancy on some, some people's parts, but uh, I'm sure, uh, can you just talk a little bit about what that, those conversations have been like with the other facility staff members? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think overall, like, it's been something like we've seen a variety of obviously like different reactions. Um, we majority overall supportive, which is really, really exciting um, from very various different reasons and perspectives. Some people have been at MICA for a really long time and been like, oh my God, we've needed this for forever. Some people who are younger and newer and um, really excited to be part of this like effort. Um, but yeah, it's I, I, overall supportive, very, very supportive. Yeah, I would say the um, the amount of it's mainly that a lot of people are initially or at least I think a little earlier on were really surprised because um, education about unions in the U.S. is shit. Um, so nobody knows what they are. Um, right. And then on top of it so nobody knows what they are or what they do but also a lot of people are like well we're not our job isn't the kind of job like i don't have the kind of role that would be unionized which laying it out for them that like no you do because you have a job like you, have a pay you get a paycheck right. yeah, you have a as, as a job haver you do have a reason to be unionized but i think it was taking a lot of the uh, not even pushback or like a lot of the hesitancy is just in people being like what why and us being like well you know how they like we had a, a meeting recently um with we're one of the only people to express fear expressed fear because they were like look they they furloughed and laid us off over covid because of money why like if i join the union why what stops them from saying well we're laying you off because of money but really it's for the union. I was like, well, actually the union is like the one reason why they legally can't lay you off. And uh, they, they have always had the power to lay you off for any reason at any time. The only thing that we can do to stop that from happening or they need to be able to give a reasonable cause is to unionize. Exactly, for sure. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say that earlier that there's definitely been like some conversations we've had to have about like, also like our legal rights to unionize because people have been scared of and like concerned about or even just um, wondering about potential retribution or, you know, negative negativity that they could receive from their supervisors. Um, so there, we've also had to do a lot of conversation or have, have had a lot of conversations about um, how this is legally protected um, and how this, that's yeah. huge. That's huge for us too, because we, we've talked about this a little bit, but like, I'm sure like we're part of a union already. So it's easy for us to say, you know, you should unionize, but we're already part of that system. So I, I, I'm sympathetic to people who take the risk 
of saying let's unionize because of all the things you talked about like the fear of retribution from the employer um you know it's literally people's paychecks and that's how they provide for themselves and their families and house themselves so when you start talking about getting into those things it, it I, i'm sympathetic to that like it's it's hard but i think education is the key to that you know what rights do you have in the workplace what what are you allowed to do you know um we were just talking mike and i before we got on the recording down in bessemer alabama the the union down there the rsdu i, I might have got that mixed up um they just filed a lawsuit for breaking labor laws because they were hanging pro-union shit in the amazon at the public bulletin board and amazon was taking it down and putting union busting stuff up and that, that shit's illegal you can't do that they were kicking them out of the lunchroom during during um like their non-work hours can't do that there's like certain laws there's laws in maryland specifically of where you can talk about your wages with your coworkers. an employer can't tell you you can't do that but it doesn't seem like that's the issue with you know your guys because they're sending letters to people saying hey, there's you're getting paid like crap <laughs> i i mean the big thing that micah has been doing union busting so far is kind of coasting on the uh, like i've talking to people at Micah, but also just talking to friends where i'm like yeah we're unionizing working on this and then a friend will be like okay oh, you get fired for that which like you can't but it nobody wants you to know that <laughs> like yeah that's right you can, the, the reality is you can get fired and they might come up with some trumped up right. charges about what will happen right. but if you go to legal counsel with that and they found out like what happened with the starbucks workers right now i think in tennessee you know one of the main organizers uh, actually it was in buffalo i'm sorry she got fired after you know for being one of the key organizers and best believe there's probably labor lawyers all over that shit, and as they should be um but it is illegal to do i mean they can they can take a swing at it and it's gonna cost them if it, they don't have, you know, any legal right to fire you. Well, something right. that we and that's, that's, oh, sorry. That's fine. Something that we've said that's like important to also remember almost like as a way to protect yourself from this kind of like sneaky, oh, we're not firing you for the union, but something else. Um, um, and this came up in our last town hall is being as vocal about the union, being as public and openly supporting and organizing that's really laying out almost like a paper trail saying that like this is something that i am very publicly supporting and that if you get fired for you know they, they try to claim it's for some other reason you at least there and have evidence of like no i was very publicly doing this um so it's almost like a protective measure as well to be as open and public as possible right no yeah. i like to hear it for sure i mean i that's it is a, oh my God, sorry. My brain just like keeps shorting out. Um, but I mean, that that is something that we've talked to people about and that it's like, you know, I, like Amelia, I know like you and I got on the phone one time where like we had a moment where we were like, okay, like this is where we were like tracking all of the stats about like, this is how many things I've done and how many things I've finished. And like, so that way we would have like, 
also a paper trail of like, I am really good at my job. I'm really, I'm really well. good at it. Right. The only thing, the only thing that I could do that would make you upset at me is trying to organize this union. So like, come try to like, I don't know if we can cuss or not, but like, no, no, for sure. Like, you can. like we're I construction workers, so because, like, what are you, what are you going to say about it? And that's kind of the thing where, like, where we've been talking to people. Like, if you know that you are good at your job, you're not dropping stuff, you're not messing stuff up. Like, you know that you're killing it. And the only thing is that you went to a rally, you signed a card, you did one of these things. That, like, yeah, I mean, we'll. We don't know if they will try it or not. My guess is no. Historically, like, it was not something that happened with part-timers. It is not something that's happened with full-time faculty as of right now. Seems like they want to go other routes to that. Um, but, I mean, it, it is also, I had a rough day of the day I found out that they which law firm they had hired because i was like oh great it's the cheaters mm, yeah. and i'm i'm from Alabama. <laughs> i grew up not very far from bessemer so i feel like especially pissed about that <laughs> well uh, you should i mean they the, the hire a union busting law firm i mean it's obvious the what path they want to go down and it, mm -hmm. it, well, that, that just brings up a question of what were the union drives for like the the part-timer did they have like a lot of opposition that that you know of when they tried to organize man were they organizing they were organizing prior to my working there and amelia you probably didn't even you certainly didn't live here yet so i no. remember seeing and reading articles but i don't actually know a whole lot about what their drive was like okay um, I mean, it, it just seems like you you already have a union there that not saying they would welcome it with open arms, but they would be a little bit more understanding about it. Uh, you know? Or used to the process. Where... Right. Yeah. Oh, I mean, one of the things that actually really helped um, one of our first organizers that we worked with pulled up what like in one of our first meetings pulled up a picture of Sammy Hoy, the president of MICA, signing an SEIU contract. Um, and was like, we have this, like it's happened already. Yeah, right. um, and so, I mean, I think I saw, which like, what a cool, fun thing to say. I saw this great tweet, <laughs> <laughs> um, or, you know, talking about how like the, the organization, the school, the employer, the boss, whoever is going to cry poverty and say, look, I can't. I can't possibly pay all of you the amount that you're asking for. I can't possibly make these workplace improvements. I can't possibly allow these things. It's going to be too expensive. And then they will spend millions of dollars to try to prove a point. Right. And like, and that's really all that this is, is like, they're just trying to prove a point that like, no, I'm the one in charge. You're not allowed to do this. Right. It's a power struggle. And yeah, yeah. we don't have enough money to pay you, but we have enough money to hire a union busting law firm to come represent us. That's going to charge yeah. us millions, but rather than put that money in your pocket. Exactly. And again. Yeah. Additionally, not just a union busting law firm, one that has been hired by Amazon and Donald Trump. So, you know that she is yeah. expensive <laughs> um, right and additionally for our poor students so many of our kids are um 
are dedicated to their progressive ideals. We also have plenty of students who are like trans and non-binary and things that Donald Trump has done in the past were did demonstrable harm to them and their families. So this is a slap in the face to them. The kids who pay for the school, their money is going to support things that um, that they don't agree with and that in in some cases may have even caused them harm. So it's it's a profoundly fucked up thing to do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and that's, you know, that's something that a lot of people don't ever think about, you know, from the from the students perspective that or their families paying for this school well that money's getting used for, like you said for things that we totally don't agree with mm -hmm. which well especially when it's because of the shitty working conditions right now it makes the school less functional for kids and their families. So then we have parents who are mad calling us saying like, I've been trying to get somebody on the phone about my kid's dorm, but they're people in the resident's life office. Um, I keep talking to different people and then that person's not there. Like it, it creates a, it lowers the value for them. Yeah. I'm sure that most people even if they aren't necessarily super clued into the political side of it, are like, look, I'm paying for the school. Can't you just pay one person <laughs> to like be around yeah. for long enough to answer my emails yeah. or pay one person enough that they're going to be like, I I'm sure that you would rather just pay for the school that you thought you were paying for, as opposed to paying for somebody to try to fight the community of the school. Right. That's a, that's a good point. Yeah. And it's that's interesting a... when it came up, um, it actually came up during a town hall at one point where someone asked about this union busting law firm directly to uh, the president and the president's council. And they gave my favorite answer, um, which was, no, um, this wasn't hired recently as um, a union busting effort. We've had them on the payroll for a while now. <laughs> which is like saying... <laughs> I, this is the same as saying somebody comes up to you at a party and they're like, oh, my God, you shit your pants. I just need to let you know. And the person whips around and says, I've been shitting them for hours. Like, exactly. Well, they're like, listen, there's been unions up here before. So these people have been on our payroll for a long time. Yeah, right. And, you know, like we've been dealing with this unionization shit for a while. So these are the people who represent us. It's mm. so I mean, they're. It's very frustrating. So far, and, the tactics seem to be mainly stalling. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's that's a big one to get around. I mean, I I think that's like they try to wait everybody out. You know, yeah, right. It sounds and like you guys are doing. Also, oh, sorry. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say for the faculty, there's also been issues of um, Micah really doing some trying. Like they're trying to shuffle the bargaining units um, or try to shuffle the bargaining units and that potentially would be something that we have to come up against as well so are they um, like, are they trying to reclassify people we don't know yet for us we know that our so when our full-time faculty they actually they filed in late summer um and then they had to pull and refile because their initial bargaining unit included department chairs who are like heading up the department but they are not they're not bosses they can't right. hire and fire other faculty they're doing like administrative, administrative work yeah um and so 
when they were putting together their bargaining unit, they were like, there's no reason why these people wouldn't be in there. And Micah has been trying to fight to say, no, 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 no. Um, chairs and department directors are the same as bosses. And so you can't have them in, which again, is not, is not functionally true. Right. Um, right. But we, but that's the same shit they tried down on Amazon too. Reclassifying. Yeah. yeah. And so, so we, we don't know. It's okay. Go. <laughs> so we don't know um, if they're going to do that for us yet, because again, we haven't officially filed yet, but mm -hmm. um, there's, you know, precedent for it. They did do it with faculty and um, we're kind of readying ourselves to figure out what it's going to look like if we need to shuffle um, or renegotiate or who knows what's going to happen with the bargaining unit, but we're preparing for it. Yeah, we've yeah, done that, some. That was going to be my follow up. Or do you have like a plan B for for that? We have. There are a couple different ways that they might try to slice it based on. Um, they they may try to add more people in to try to water us down, mm -hmm. um, and they may try to carve people out. Um, and we have plans for both. Good. So. Um, we've been, we've been prepping for both. It will be annoying if or when they do it, but we're also assuming because we know that they just tried to do it with faculty. So you're expecting it. Yeah. It's, there's a really good chance that they yeah. will try to pull something. Well, at least it's not going to blindside you. Yeah. yeah. No, we'll, we'll just, just like, we'll have to do one of our, one of our extra plans and then it'll, it'll be whatever it is. But um, we, we have planned for it. So good. Cool. Yeah. Guys, it's been awesome talking to you. Like, uh, it sounds like you guys really have got your ducks in a row with this just union drive. And <clears throat> I'm so happy to like talk to you guys and, and hear the things that you're doing. I mean, it, it's a breath of fresh air knowing that there's people who are unionizing in Baltimore specifically, you know, place where we all call home. Um, and that you guys are doing a good job. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. I, I, I can't, I'm just ecstatic about it. One, one thing, is there anything that we as the community can do to help? Ooh. Um, yeah, I think generally any chance that you have to talk openly about um, about siding with us is going to be helpful. Um, if you know anybody at MICA, adjacent to MICA, has a kid at MICA, is planning on sending a kid to MICA, any of those things, talk to them about this. Um, My daughter wants to go to MICA. Oh, well... She would be working with Amelia, so we're good to know. I just want to add your <laughs> but, um, but yeah, being able to talk to people about it, I think being able to, uh, any way that you can loudly point out that um, Micah is not living up to the values it's espousing, because um, that is going to, that's not a feelings thing, that's a marketing thing. And so if they're marketing, um starts to take a dive because people are saying this supposedly progressive institution is is no better than any of the rest of them right. um i think they're gonna start sweating a little over that so uh talk about it loudly <laughs> right hit them hit them in the pockets 
Um, I'm sorry. There's also saying, a, oh, sorry. I was saying there's also a community support petition um, that we can send you guys the link to as well. Um, that, that definitely the more people we have on there, like Madison was saying, it, it affects their image. And that mm -hmm. is Micah's biggest fear is to have that that image affected. So great. Yeah, send, that, send that stuff over and, you know, stay in touch with us. Um, anytime you want to come on, if you have something you, you want to talk about, you know, just let us know. You, you always yeah, have sure. a, an open forum here. So. Thank you. And, and we'll Amazing. put that stuff in the show notes. Um, do you guys have any dates that, you know, uh, with rallies or any social media that people can follow you at to keep up to date? I know I've you guys have been really active on social media with, you know, hosting you know, events to talk about unionization, the do's and don'ts of it. I think that's really, really good. Um, so maybe where people can follow you online and I'll put it in the show notes too. Yeah, it's um oh um, Amelia, you're like the the wizard of the Instagram. <laughs> so we should talk about it really quickly. Yeah, um totally. So um Micah Staff Union on Instagram, you can follow us on there. We have lots of um information about like FAQs, some like myth bust union myth busting stuff on there. Um all of the testimonials of people who have signed and are supportive. Um, absolutely go on there and read them. It's really amazing. That's oh, not all the testimonials of everybody who's signed. Oh, not all the testimonials. Yeah. We are still putting we testimonials. We have way more people signed than we have testimonials for. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I didn't want people to go on and see like 15 of them and be like, oh. <laughs> I'll also add, just because I think it's an exciting thing that's happening right now that your listeners might be into. Um, the Democratic Socialists of Baltimore um, are hosting a union organizing workshop series that I am facilitate. Um, it's ongoing, a six-week series um, through the EWOC, the Emergency Council for Workplace Organizing um, Committee. Um, or, yeah, Workplace Organizing. Um, we're using those resources, um, and it's really, really great. It's this really expansive, in-depth, process and like lessons on how to organize your workplace. So if this is something that you're interested in doing, um, definitely go check out that workshop series because it's literally every step of the way outlined um, how to do it successfully. And that's DSA Baltimore doing that? Yeah. yeah. Great. I've actually attended one of those before. Uh, it's, a, it's a good resource. Awesome. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. The workshop series has been really exciting. Definitely a great, great process. Awesome. Cool. Well, let's go ahead and close out. I really appreciate you guys coming on and having a chat with us. And I can't wait to hear the update about what happens. And if there's anything else we can do, we'll definitely be there for you guys to put the word out. Thanks so much. Well, thanks yeah. for having us on. And we'll hopefully be back with good news and updates later. Yeah, that's, that's great. great. Cool. It's great. Thanks, guys. Right. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Bye. Uh -huh. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's edition of the Baltimore Labor Report. We hope you enjoyed our conversation with Madison and Amelia from Micah Staff Union. Please go and follow them on their Instagram, at Micah Staff Union, to stay updated on their organizing efforts. As always, please do us a favor and like, subscribe, review, and share the podcast. Make sure you like and follow us on all of our social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. You can contact us through email on our Facebook page, or at BaltimoreLaborReport at gmail.com. 
Also, you can support us on our Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. And just a special thanks to Radio Crown for broadcasting the Baltimore Labor Report each and every Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with a rebroadcast on Monday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be sure to tune in next week for more Baltimore area labor news. And remember, labor is entitled to all it creates. Thanks for listening. America, we